Hey everyone, welcome to Entrepreneurship by Design with Dr. C. I'm your host, Dr. Caroline, and thank you so much for joining us today. Entrepreneurship looks different for everyone. How and why we start our business, challenges that occur, pivots we have to make, success we achieve, all while life is happening. That's why I love sharing these inspiring entrepreneurs with you and shed light that there is enough room for everyone to succeed and thrive, even if you're in the same industry. I'm so glad you're here today because we have an amazing guest with us, Susan Peters. Susan is the CEO of Woman of Woman Academy, a business development company for women. Susan specializes in training ambitious women to leverage their story, life experiences, and knowledge to build their own profitable business so they can have the financial freedom they really want. And thank you so much for being here today, Susan. It is such a pleasure to have you. And I would love for you to just dive into your journey, how you got here today, and then we'll go a little bit deeper. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here, Dr. Caroline. (laughs) Well, my journey began in my messy days when I was still young and trying to figure life out. And I... I know we all, we went through, we went to school, we followed our parents' guidelines, got a good job. And I got this really good job in an accounting, in an accounting department in one of the biggest insurance industries in my country. Yes, this beautiful accent is from Trinidad and Tobago. (laughs) But I hated it. I really hated it. I hated my job. At that point in time, I basically hated everything in my life. I had just gotten out of an abusive marriage and now I was in this job I hate and I just wanted a fresh start. So I got this bright idea to leave my good, good job (laughs) and go start my own business. And of course, because I had no business training, I didn't know what I needed to know then my business failed miserably I lost everything and inherited a mountain of debt and I got to the point things got so bad for me that I got to the point I didn't want to go on anymore I just wanted to die I wanted to take my life as I felt like I wasn't serving any purpose to anyone in this world and I remember one night as I sat on the cold white tile of my apartment floor after getting an eviction notice on me. Yeah, that's how bad it was. I was listening to some really depressing music on YouTube. I don't know if you do that. When you're depressed or maybe in your younger days, you'd listen to some really depressing music. Mm-hmm. I used to do that a lot. So while sitting there listening to music, somehow the my phone disconnected from my neighbor's Wi-Fi because I didn't have my own Wi-Fi, okay? (laughs) My phone disconnected and it went out and then it came back and it kept going in and out and it got really frustrating. So it went out again and this time I got up and I started to search my apartment looking for pills because I decided, you know what, this is it. I'm just going to end it all right here. I couldn't find any pills, which was strange for someone who always had pills So then, believe it or not, I turned to a bottle of bleach and I'm there standing looking at this bottle of bleach. And the only thing I can think about is if I drink that, is it going to kill me or is it only going to hurt me? Because if it kills me, then I would have accomplished my goal. But if it hurts me and I still survive, then I'm going to have to live with the additional embarrassment of people knowing I tried to take my life. And that was just too much for me at that point in time, right? Yeah, I can laugh at it now, but back then it was crazy. 
But as luck would have it, I remember walking back into my room and sitting back on the floor. At that same time, my phone reconnected to my neighbor's Wi-Fi. And I heard a man's voice say, there's greatness in you. And I just sat there and I was like, what? Then I realized it was my phone reconnecting to YouTube. And this time, Les Brown was on. So I started to laugh after I realized what it was because I got startled at first. Come on, me, greatness in me. No way there's any greatness in me. I laughed as he began to give his talk. I sat there and I laughed at myself. Soon after that laughter turned into tears. The next thing I knew, I found myself on my knees, praying, asking God to help me. I ended up spending my entire night on that floor, listening to people's stories, one story after the next of people who came back from the brink, people who transformed their life. And they were now sharing their knowledge, experiences, and everything to inspire others. From that point, I knew what I wanted to do with my life. The next morning, I got back down on my knees and I thanked God for not letting me find the pills when I was so desperately looking for them. And I put them on that day. I said, God, I'm going to put this out. And when I do figure it out, when I accomplish my goal, I am then going to share it with everyone. I'm going to share my story and I'm going to encourage anyone that needs encouragement. And that is how, long story short, <laughs> I ended up on streaming. It was fail. Yes. Wow. What a journey too. And I so appreciate you being so transparent of your experience because I do think a lot of people get in that dark space, but how things align too, and the Wi-Fi disconnecting and coming back and hearing Les Brown and hearing the words that really transformed that moment for you of that next step and really doing something about it to better yourself and to move forward and still live life to its fullest and make a change. And I'm so grateful that you are here today to share this story because your voice matters, your story matters, and it's going to help so many people as well. And I think that's what it's about helping people and understanding you're not alone. And you might feel like that in that moment, but you can make a change that is possible. And I love what you're doing now too. And you're empowering so many people. And what really, once that happened to you, how did you start your business journey? What did that look like? What were those next steps? There were a lot of trial and error, a lot of not knowing who to ask for help. And I ended up wasting a lot of time, money, resources, and I figured it out until I eventually decided, okay, what is this coach thing about? And I finally coached. And that's when I realized how essential, how important it is to have one. Because I know hard. I went from someone who was trying to figure out this process on my own to someone who now had a blueprint to follow. Yeah. And it was like, you know, when, when you hear the angels sing and the bright light shines and you go, ah! yes, <laughs> that's, that's what the experience like was like for me after yeah. all the trial and error and the struggling. Yeah. So now 
I understand completely that this is what I needed to do all along. So anyone looking to get into something new, I always advise them to find someone who's doing what they want to do, someone that they can learn from and learn as much as they can from that person. That's what it's about. When we learn from others, you know, it's so interesting that you say this because I was just having this conversation. I think it was with my mom the other day of just, if you want to take advice from somebody or somebody has something to say about your life choices or anything like that, looking at their life, is that where you want to be? Like based off of the choices they've made. And it just rings home to what you're saying too, of just, if you want to be somewhere, who is already there? Who's already doing it? How can you take advice from the people that are where you want to be? Because I think that's what's going to empower you because everyone's going to have an opinion. Everyone's going to say something. And we were talking about that before we even started recording, just how there's different perspectives or expectations in society, but how we can really focus in on what's true to us and what we want to accomplish and being able to find the right circle, the right tribe of people. Yeah, it, it's true because no matter where you go, regardless of what the topic is, there's always going to be someone else, multiple people who don't agree with you, what you are doing, how you are doing it. <sighs> if you take time to focus on all of that, you're going to get lost. Seriously, you are. <laughs> yes, no, 100%, 100%. And just even speaking of those like challenges and how some people create those challenges or are exposed to those challenges, what are some of the common barriers that ambitious women face when it comes to building their own profitable business and how can these challenges be overcome? Yes, the one of the number one challenges I see women face is something that affected me, imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. I know regardless of how talented you are, how gifted you are, how much knowledge you have, it can make you feel like you're not worthy, like you're not supposed to be doing what you are doing. And that kept me hostage for a long time, especially being someone from the Caribbean living in the US. It was a big challenge for me because there was always this voice in the back of my head asking, who the hell do you think you are? You can't do that. What make you think you can be on those stages? What make you think you can command this audience? And it wasn't until I was able to overcome that small voice in my head, then I was able to make the moves and the decisions I really needed to, to move forward in my career. Another big challenge is community. Mm -hmm. A lot of us as entrepreneurial women, we are so used to working alone. I mean, don't get me wrong. Nothing is wrong with being alone. We appreciate our privacy. Okay, I'm done with that. But when it comes to expanding, you need to have a reliable community, people that you can turn to, to get the support you need, to share your resources, but to also benefit from their resources. And it's just a way of helping each other grow. You just help each other grow. And what you realize is when you have a supportive community, it doesn't just affect your business, but it literally affects every area of your life for the better. So what you would find is you're more relaxed, more confident, more purposeful, more growing more in your business. But at the same time, it's the same way in your spiritual life. It's the same in your relationship. When you start focusing on getting that support to improve your life, 
That's exactly what it does. It improves every area of your life. And I didn't know that in the beginning. So for a long time, I had no one to turn to for advice, no one to share resources with or ask questions I needed to. And having a support system doesn't necessarily have to be a large group of persons. It can also be a coach. So at first, I wanted new ideas. I wanted community. I wanted real support. I got a real support system. And I would recommend to anyone out there, if you really want to grow, if you really want to be all that you can be, you need to have a reliable support system. People who are there to support you in accomplishing your goals and creating results you want in every area of your life. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I, I just, I love too, the fact that community, it can look really different, but doesn't have to be this massive group, but just having that support because this journey is so lonely and having people that understand, but it's not even just for entrepreneurship. Like you said, it's your whole life too, community, spiritual, personal development, every aspect of who we are as a person. It's not, we're not just our business. Yes, that takes up a lot of our time and our energy, but it's also being able to recognize too, when we have that support, even if it's a coach or a mentor, just being able to have somebody that you can bounce ideas off of or just have that support where they get what you're doing as well. Because not everyone in our circle that we love and care about is going to get what we're doing, but they'll be supportive in the way they can be supportive. Unfortunately, sometimes that's not in a business way. <laughs> and as you said that, I just have to share one of my most supportive community it's a group of three. It's myself and two other ladies, but we are all women in business and we meet every so often, we would meet together and have brunch. And when we eat, sit and eat, we will talk business. We discuss the problems we are having in our business and we'll share ideas on how each other can overcome And Oh my God, that community of three <laughs> is so powerful. So amazing. I have benefited so much from it, but it feels good because I've also been able to contribute to their businesses and what they are doing. So yeah, your community doesn't have to be any large number. It can be one person. It can be two. It really doesn't matter. What matters is what's going into it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> the value added, right? And I think that's such a key component of what you said, the three of you that meet once a week and like have brunch, talk about your business, talk about ways that you can improve, but seeing it from a different perspective too, because when we're really in it, sometimes we might not see, like we might have blinders on and that blind spot is the light shine on that as well. So we can see it. And, you know, I have one of my best friends, we talk about business all the time and to be able to help each other. And a lot of my failures, I'm like helping her not fail in that regard. Because I'm like, learn from me <laughs> and vice versa. Priceless. <laughs> it is, it is. And it, it doesn't have to be a large group, but I think it's just having support. That's one of the key elements, I think, in this journey, just having the accountability to somebody to hold you accountable or challenge you in a really positive way instead of just trying to figure it out on your own because that can yeah. take a lot longer as well. Yeah, it makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. it, it truly does. And I know a big part of what you do is working with women in particular, but what makes you so passionate about empowering women? Well, when it comes to women, I'm the eldest of four girls. Yeah. I grew up with my mom and three younger sisters. So I have naturally always been a leader in the household because I'm the eldest. 
I've always been a leader where woman is concerned because my three younger sisters all look up to me and I always had to set the right example for them. So naturally when I stepped out of the household and was now building my business, I have a natural connection to women. I mean, seriously, I will go anywhere in any community, in any environment, and I will just connect with people. And all I would be doing is being myself. But I loved that. And to be honest, it was so natural to me. I didn't realize it until people started telling me. (laughs) (laughs) When people started pointing that out to me, that's when I realized, huh, you know, you're correct. And they would tell me about other people who they tried to connect with and they just didn't match. But I seem to be able to just get along with everyone. And I'm like, yeah, well, I, I, I like this, what I do. And I was already a speaker. So it was like, oh, come on, come on. I can just go anywhere, be myself, make friends, have fun, make connections, <laughs> create opportunities. It was just right. It just felt right. And I didn't have to try. I didn't find that. I always say it found me. Mm. <laughs> I believe it. You know, just the energy, what you were attracting to, you were already putting it out there. You just didn't realize it until someone's like, hey, you're really good at this. <laughs> it's your passion. <laughs> and, you know, a big part of that too is I know you share your story. You really leverage just showing up as your authentic self too. And for other women to do that, how do you think it's important for women to leverage their personal story, life experiences and knowledge when they're starting their entrepreneurial journey? Can you share any examples of how you approach that that's led you to success and them? Oh, sure. Let me give it on the other side, please, because mm-hmm. I see a lot of women. I mean, there are a lot of ambitious women out here. They don't just want to go work a nine to five job and then go home and take care of the family. They want to start their own businesses. But what I see a lot of women doing is they would just decide, I'm going to write an ebook. I'm going to create a digital product and put it up for sale. Or I'm going to start a t-shirt business. They just decide, I'm going to start this business. And they go into it, put all their resources, put all their finances, and then they're stuck there wondering why no one is buying, why they're not attracting the people they want to attract. But in reality, they didn't set that business up in order for them to attract the people that would be drawn to them. They didn't do that. My approach is completely different. I start with, firstly, what are you passionate about? And what's your story? We all have stories. We all have experiences that other people building a successful business on your own. We all have something other people can learn from. So I show people how they can first share their story and use their story as a connector to their ideal business, the ideal clients or customers they want to attract. I mean, you can still literally start any type of business you want to start, but your story allows you to connect with the people who are drawn to you, the people who have had similar experiences. Story doesn't have to be the same, but because of your emotions, how you felt, what you went through, simply hearing that, hearing your story, that person can realize, but wait a minute, Dr. Caroline is just like me. Mm-hmm. We are both amazing women. We are both, we both have amazing men in our life. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. 
simply just simply by sharing who you are being authentic what you've been through being real people love that and too much of us try to do it the easy way and we keep our real selves private so i'm urging you to it the opposite way show people who you are talk boldly about what you've been through People want to know not just your story, but they want to know your backstory. So what led you to start this business? Which is why that's one of the first questions Dr. Caroline asked me. What led me to start this business? And that is not just my story, but it's also my business backstory. So when people hear that story, they're able to connect with me simply because of that. And I can't tell you how many clients I have gotten simply from going to speak at events and sharing my story. <laughs> Your story is the key. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And you're right, because sometimes people are scared to show up and share their full story because of maybe shame or judgment that they place on themselves or think is going to be projected onto them when they do share it. But you're right, like what you said, we're all human. We all have a story and being able to share that it just shows that we can connect. And I think that's the beautiful part of just even like the little, I, I want to call it a mastermind, the ladies you meet with for brunch, but being able to come together and share the things that are going on, because then it just really allows people to see, oh, okay, they're struggling with the same thing I am, or, oh, I've been there. Let me help you. And being able to realize too, that every story, there's so much beauty in that because you've overcome it. You're on the other side of it, or you might still be in the midst of it, but somebody else, like what we were talking about earlier, might already be there and where you want to be and reaching out to them and being able to connect because I think ultimately that is the biggest thing we can do is being able to connect to one another so we can feel that commonality we might come from different places different backgrounds different ages whatever it may be but knowing that the emotion piece we all feel emotions how we perceive it how we experience it might be different but we all feel emotions and they're all valid and i could probably go on a tangent on that but i'm not going to right now <laughs> i know it's easy to do right <laughs> <laughs> um, but in your experience with working with women entrepreneurs, what are some of the key skills or strategies that are essential for achieving financial freedom and long-term success? Time management, number one. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's a good one. Listen, my day, my entire day is scheduled from 4 a.m. on mornings. Yeah, whether or not my alarm goes off at 4 a.m., my body is so used to it, I automatically wake up at that time. But my entire day is scheduled out from my journaling to my coffee to my workout time to when I'm meeting with clients to my podcast interview. <laughs> it's all planned out. And that has been the reason, one of the main reasons I would say I was able to stay on top of things all these years. That has always been a strong point for me. I am literally programmed that way. And it's not just me. Look at all these successful people out there that you admire. They are serious when it comes to time. If you can manage your time effectively and stop wasting time doing, I'm not saying don't have any fun. I have a whole lot of fun. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying <laughs> manage your time wisely. Another skill that can help you take your business to the next level is speaking. Seriously, yeah. speaking. 
Whether you are speaking on a podcast like Dr. Caroline, or you speak at events, virtual or in person, speaking is one beautiful way to put your business in front of a large audience. Mm -hmm. It works. When you go on a stage, like I said, like a virtual stage or an in-person stage, you share your story, you share your message, you share your lessons, your takeaway for the audience. You are then in a position for people to want more of you. People have questions. People want to know, okay, how can I get your products? How can I work with you? Speaking will take your business through the roof. And it doesn't matter what type of business you are in, whether you are a realtor, salesman, it really doesn't matter. Speaking is a skill. If you master that, who? <laughs> Dr. Caroline, <laughs> if they master speaking as a skill, and even if you're just doing it for fun, it can literally take your business to a whole nother level. Another skill is networking. Networking with other people, whether in a professional environment or a non-professional environment, a private personal environment, you still need to be able to tell people who you are and what you do. So what I do is no matter what environment I am in, I would always share my interest statement because it's now a part of me. So whether I'm in a personal environment or I am an, at an actual networking event or a conference and someone asks me what I do, I'd be like, hi, and I would introduce myself with my little 30 second intro statement. I'm not going to say it here, right? <laughs> Un- like unless can. Dr. Caroline asks me to. <laughs> if you want to, I would love to hear it. <laughs> so everywhere I go, I am myself. I'm not stuck up or anything, but I'm like, hi, I'm Suzanne Peters. I am the CEO of the Woman Toman Network. I specialize in training ambitious women to leverage their story, life experiences, and voice to build their own successful business. And many times I have gotten clients simply from sharing my interest statement. Like just like that, because it's a conversation opener and how you say what you say would determine whether someone asks, hmm, that sounds interesting. Tell me more. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait a minute. You mean like my story? And people would start telling you their stories. People would want to know, okay, so how can I work with you? How do I start? What does it entail? It's a conversation opener. So if nothing else, master how you introduce yourself and your business. It's going to make a tremendous difference. Mm-hmm. That's so spot on because you are so right. I know like the intro, like your little statement too, when we introduce ourselves, it can go a long way because when we, it rolls off the tongue, when we know what we do, we show up as that, but it's a part of us, especially when you've been doing it for a while it just becomes so natural. And people are like, what do you do? I'm like, I do a lot of things. What do you want to know? <laughs> but like, but being very particular of what, what the environment is. And even yeah. if you're at a workout class and you make a friend, you can be like, oh, what do you do? Well, this is what I do. And you never know what could lead to what, and you never know who knows who that can connect you because exactly. I think that's what it goes back to. And I know you connect a lot of people and I know you have an academy and how does women to women Academy support women in their business development journey? Well, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) (laughs) Woman to Woman Academy isn't just tailored for women who are already in business. It's also for women who are simply thinking at the back of their mind, they know they want to start a business, but they don't know how, 
They don't know what to do. They don't know where to go. So when you become a member of Woman to Woman Academy, we take you as through a refresher of your own story, your own life experiences, and show you how you can use your own foundation, the things you already know, and use that as a foundation to start a business that you are going to love, that make a lot of impact in the world with, and that's going to bring a lot of income your way. So we take a look at you and then we help you decide where you want to go in building your business. So it's nothing like a one size fits all. Everything mm -hmm. is tailored to you mm -hmm. and your personal story, your experience or what you are passionate about. I love that. That's juicy, right? Yes, no, absolutely. And I would love to hear like one or two success stories or testimonials from the women that you have helped that have benefited from your training. You mean like now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. that'd be great. <laughs> Sharon, Sharon is a fashion stylist, mm. right? But growing up, she was always um, her body. She wasn't confident about her body. She always felt she was too skinny. But now as an adult, I call her a fashionista because she is always in the hottest fashion. She's always looking good. And people would always ask her, oh, wow, where did you get this outfit? And she would say, oh, I sewed it myself. I made it myself. Oh, I bought this. I bought this and I put it together. She's amazing. And she wanted to start a business, but she didn't know how. So then I showed Sharon, Sharon, your story is so powerful. You were lacking so much confidence as a child. Your self-esteem, everything was low. You wouldn't even wear short clothes because you didn't want people to see how skinny your legs were. But look at you now. You are rocking it. You are wearing all the outfits. Now Sharon is a fashion stylist. She's a personal stylist a fashion designer, sorry, and personal stylist. So she would go with you now after working with me, of course. She would go with you now. She would shop with you. She would dress you in clothes to fit you, your style, your body, so that you would be feeling confident as a woman. But she also makes certain clothes she would make herself. So she's an all-rounder, and it all started with her sharing her story with me of not feeling confident about her body. And that's how we got to that. So we tied in her, her passion for fashion. It sounds nice, right? Yeah, her passion is. for fashion, as well as her insecurities where her own personal story is concerned. And that's how we were able to build her business. <laughs> I love that. And I love just that journey to it. Again, it's like taking your story, what you've gone through, making the pain that somebody has experienced into their purpose. And I feel like that happens so much. And just even your story and now how you're helping people. And it started with being surrounded by a lot of women in your life as well and being the oldest girl, but also your mom running a daycare, just being around a lot of children and seeing that, but also <laughs> having this empowering aspect and being able to be true to who you are. And a lot of times I think in the business world, especially that women have to face, there's a lot of misconceptions or stereotypes. How do you think women overcome these obstacles to create a thriving business? It's about, for me, it's about mind power because- mm -hmm. I can't tell you how much I've been through as a young woman. Yes, I, I consider myself a young woman. Coming from the Caribbean and living in the U.S., 
you meet a lot of people who would do their best to make you feel like you shouldn't be here. You don't deserve to be in this position. Or what are, you, what are you doing at this event? What are you doing on that stage? But you are the one who needs to work on yourself. It's really isn't about them. It's all about you. You need to work on yourself and your mindset so much that no matter what anyone says at you, no matter what people say behind your back, no matter who tries to make you feel uncomfortable anywhere, that you can walk, stand, strut, grace for any your purpose, no matter what room you are in. Eventually, you get to the point where absolutely nothing and no one bothers because you know what you are about. You know what you stand for. You know you are called for a higher purpose, a purpose that only you can do. So there's no way when you get to that point that anything or anyone else matters. So just keep working on yourself. Start with affirmations, but not just affirmations. You have to convince yourself, I deserve to be here. I am the only one that can serve my clients. I am the only one that can do the job I am doing the way I am doing it. And when you get grounded in that, there's absolutely nothing that can move you. Mm. Willpower is everything. I was actually speaking to a friend, an old friend from Trinidad, a couple of days ago, reached out to me, right? And we hadn't spoken together in years because eventually I got to a point where in my life I needed to just cut all negative friendships, everything off. We didn't have any big falling out or anything at that time. I just didn't want to be around that energy anymore, right? But prior to that, they did try to affect me in a real negative when I just didn't take it on. Mm -hmm. After someone tries to attack you or tries to tarnish your name, can you imagine yourself in up the phone for their birthday and say, hey, happy birthday, how are you? I did that. Mm -hmm. I did that because it was genuine love. I didn't understand what was going on and I didn't try to figure it out. So you can't love someone from a distance and still not want to be in their space. So that person reached out to me a few days ago, right? Mm -hmm. And he's like, hey, how are you doing? I said, I am great. How are you? And he said he was afraid to reach out to me because he didn't know if I would speak to him. I said, why wouldn't I? He said, when he thinks back about the way he, he talked about me, what he thinks he said about me, he wouldn't blame me for not wanting to speak. For I said, oh, no, I don't have time to study that. I'm good. I'm good. I wish you nothing but the best. And then he said these words that I promise you I am never going to forget. He said, Susan, you know what? I never did get about you. You have, no, this is, these are his words. He said, you have some kind of, the superpower thing that when you set your mind on something it don't matter what anyone says that you are just it really doesn't matter you're good like really I have a mind superpower thing you know what I'll take it <laughs> <laughs> and it's so true you know I I love that that conversation happened and it's bringing out more love you know because every I think a lot of times hurt people hurt people 
Yeah. You know that saying? And I think it's also recognizing too that there's no animosity. It's just, okay, that that's what you're dealing with. Okay. Well, we're going to separate ourselves. It's cutting out the negativity that doesn't deserve to be in our energy. But if they come back and want to change cool, are you going to be best friends? Probably not. But at the same time, it's okay. I think it's allowing that energy to flow and knowing when you need to cut people out because it's not yeah. serving you. It doesn't mean you don't love them or like them. It's just at that moment, that energy is really draining you versus uplifting you. And I think that's where it, it's really important to recognize that circle that's around us and what you've created to the communities and also the Academy. And as the CEO of Women to Women Academy, what are your long-term goals or vision for empowering women in business? What do you see making a lasting impact? Oh, wow. Caroline is really bringing all the questions. I am. (laughs) Woman to Woman Academy. Let me give you my vision. Yeah. Woman to Woman Academy is an international brand, okay? And we have women from all over the world. But these women are so powerful that these women are scaling their business to six and seven figures constantly, so much so that people everywhere are talking about Woman to Woman Academy. Woo, it's famous. Everyone loves us. <laughs> love it. I love it. <laughs> Woman to Woman Academy is going to be around for a very long time. My plans for scaling the business range from bringing in coaches to work in Woman to Woman Academy to help us serve our clients and just keep growing. So it's not something that I just started for fun. This is something that has been in my mind and my heart for a lot of years. So our way now is just expanding, allowing more people to come on board and grow with us. So it's going to be a constant cycle, putting people, other people, other women out into the world to serve others, but also welcoming them into our community to work with us and for us. So, yeah. Just going to let that simmer for a minute because it's so powerful. <laughs> I love what you've created and where it's going and the vision that you have for it, because I think there needs to be more spaces like that all over the world. So people do feel connected. They feel heard. They can thrive in their business and have a profitable business as well. So knowing that that's possible for them, but having the tools, having community, but also having the resources to be able to thrive and just even the resources. I'm curious, what are some of the tools that you've used to build your business that have been really useful for you in this process? Some of the actual tools I use, well, for one, I hope everyone knows Calendly. I use Calendly Calendly for my scheduling. Mm -hmm. I use WordPress, but not WordPress.com. Take a look at WordPress.org. You can literally get websites from WordPress.org for practically half the price that you get them for on WordPress.com. Now, I know that's going to be to somebody out there because the price I pay to WordPress.org, I probably have about eight or 10 websites for that one low price of probably $150, (laughs) believe it or not. So definitely check that out. Let me see what else I can share. And the other stuff I use is like Zoom. But the biggest thing that is different from what I know other people use is WordPress.org. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's the biggest one. Mind blown. I use .com. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I got to switch that. So that uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because some of my clients, I have websites that I built for them for their business after they work with me. And it's all there. Everything is there. Mm-hmm. It makes it so much On no price. Yeah. This is why things like these platforms like this is so important because yeah. think of it, how many people are out there just using .com. And I think it's like 300 and something dollars a year mm-hmm. for one website versus .org where you can have multiple websites mm-hmm. for half the price. Everyone get on that. <laughs> Now you know. And so I'm just curious too, because I know you have a lot going on. You do a lot of things. How have you been able to navigate integrating work and life and business and everything you do? So I know you said you schedule everything out. How do you manage everything with that schedule that you have? I have alarms for everything, first of all. (laughs) I don't rely on myself to remember, but outside of that... Mm-hmm. I have a smaller one too that's always in my handbag and this one is always in my desk because not every time you are able to rely on technology right mm-hmm. but outside of that I have alarms for everything and write everything down I am always journaling I journal every single day not just because I enjoy it. I mean, I enjoy it now. But when I just started journaling, I didn't know what I was doing. But now after doing it for so many years and literally seeing my entire life transform before my eyes, I understand the power behind journaling and allowing myself to get into that space where I can just get creative and just write everything down. So I write everything down, keep uh, an agenda, I stick to that agenda. That is because there are a lot of people, they take time to schedule what they want to, but they don't stick to it. And I set alarms. Like even for this appointment, yes, I got an alarm an hour before, but I also get an alarm 15 minutes before. I literally set alarms for everything. But I think the biggest thing is consistency, doing it over and over, sticking to it. That is how I usually manage everything. And I have to mention my husband. I have to, have to mention Mr. Peters, okay? That man is, Caroline, allow me here, okay? I know yours is probably the bum too, but allow me, okay? My husband is the bum diggity, bum diggity of all husbands. (laughs) He is so supportive. So having someone who, who is there to support you in building your dream, who it makes a big difference because that man would literally be, baby, what you have today? Do you have any free time today? And I would say, no, I have this, that, that, that. Be, okay, well, I'm going out the road and I'm going to make dinner. And, and he would just have everything taken care of in the household while I'm busy. By the time I sign off work, because even I work from home, but by the time I end my day job, my work job, yeah, this is my day job. So excuse me if I use it interchange. <laughs> Dinner is ready. He mm-hmm. is there to comfort me. He's, how was your day? And, and how is everything? Is there anything you need help with? He would check in with me. Come office, knock the door if it's closed. Hey, babe, you need help with anything? Like, no, I'm good. Because he's retired. He has a lot of time on his hands. 
So I'm like, okay. So all I have to do is focus on my business and build my dream. I have to be consistent, stick to the plan, stick to the vision. And that's it. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And, you know, I think too, well, I know when you have a schedule, a lot of people have misconceptions about scheduling or they're just like, I don't want to schedule. But if you look at a lot of successful people, like what you mentioned earlier too, of they become successful because they have the consistency. They know what to expect. They know what's on their calendar. They show up and they do it. And days we don't want to show up, those are the days we have to show up so we can push through that. And I love that you have those alarms too, because it reminds you like, okay, I have this. Okay. I'm on schedule. I have, or things change. Obviously we have to be flexible within that. But when we have that consistency, if we know what needs to get done that day, so much more can happen because we're focused in versus doing other things or wasting time on things that are not as important to what we're trying to build. Or we are building, not trying building. And I think it's important to mention this. I schedule time for fun. I do too. Seriously. <laughs> fun. Do. My husband and I have a lot of fun. I don't talk about vacations. We take at least three vacations a year. And those are planned way in advance. So that part of my calendar is already blocked out. Yeah. So there's nothing to fill in there by accident. <laughs> but on a weekends or night or anything, I actually schedule that, okay, this is husband time. This is my time. Regardless of how busy you are, you have to make sure and put some time in for yourself where you do absolutely nothing. You go to the spa, you read a book. Yeah, everything goes into my calendar, everything. Yes, I mean, and that's the biggest thing, right? When we are able to schedule fun, I do the same thing. I was like, yep, because it's also knowing too where your time's going. Some people are like, I don't want to schedule everything out. But when we schedule, I think it's Mel Robbins that talks about this a lot too. It's like when you schedule it out, it just allows more things to happen and you can have more fun. You can have more integration in the things you love doing because there's going to be a couple things we don't love doing. That's just part of business, <laughs> but knowing like we need to get it done and being able to find what those time thoughts are. And I would love for you to maybe share some insights or advice for women who may be hesitant or unsure about taking the leap into entrepreneurship. They're like, I want to, but I'm not sure. What steps can they take to build their confidence to pursue their business goals? Girl, first of all, let me say, entrepreneurship is the the ends, (laughs) okay? But what you can do, what I have had prospective clients do before they actually became my clients, I would tell them to journal. Take a book. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. It can be a simple notebook. Mm -hmm. And I want you to journal what you want your life to be like your dream life if you could be doing anything in the world what would that be like what would you like your days the ideal your ideal day to be like what would you like your vacations to be like take time and this isn't going to happen in one day but consistently over a period of time let's give it a month and every day you start writing down what your ideas are what you want your life to be like, and even have a section for just your ideas, what you know you are good at, what you know you are passionate about. That's all. Just write everything down. And what happens is over time in doing that, 
you tend to get so much clarity. And this is before you even do anything where starting a business is concerned. You see that clarity, that word clarity? There are so many women now who are in business and they started their business for the wrong reason. Some of them are even in the wrong business because it doesn't go with their personality. It doesn't connect with who they are. It doesn't connect with that authentic person. You know, they're not being themselves who they're really called to be. And you don't want to find yourself in that position. So simply taking time to journal everything down. I know it sounds simple, but it works. Yeah. It works like magic, although it isn't, so don't get me wrong. But take time and just write everything down. Everything that comes to mind, you write it down. Give it, give it a month and watch how much clarity you get by then. Then you would find yourself making ready to make decisions where starting your business is concerned. You would have more clarity in what direction you want to go in, what field you want to go in, the type of people you want to associate with because the more clarity you get, you start seeing in your mind, you start seeing what directions you need to go in. So take that time, invest in yourself by writing things down. Just journaling, that's all. Secret weapon. (laughs) No, I I hear it. I believe it. (laughs) And I, I think too, it's that clarity piece is so important because You can start a business because you have an idea and that's wonderful. I know when I started my coaching business, it wasn't fully aligned with me at that moment. It helped me to get to where I am now. And I'm grateful for all the experiences, but I think part of my problem was I wasn't clear on exactly what I was, who I was trying to serve, what I was trying to do in the beginning. It took me like a year or so. And I had started it. I was like, I got to start my business. But when we have that clarity, when we can write it down, when we can have that clear tunnel vision, we might not know exactly how we're going to get there, but it's taking those steps of like what we want and it will evolve from there. But when we have the clarity from the start, it saves so much time and energy speaking from experience. (laughs) It definitely does. does. That was a big thing for me. Yes. And it creates that success too. Like you're going to have the failures, you're going to have successes, but in your opinion, what sets successful women entrepreneurs apart from the rest? What are particular qualities that contribute to their achievements? Would you say? Confidence. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there are women who they have the knowledge, they have the experience, they have the degrees, they have the position. Mm-hmm. But they are not able to boldly walk into a room and change the atmosphere of that room. Yeah. It's so different with successful women who know who they are, who know they are walking in purpose, and they are able to just walk into any room and command that energy. To me, that's a big difference. Success isn't just about money. Mm-hmm. It's not. It cannot be. Success is about Money, yes, confidence, power, knowledge, having people see you as the experts you are. To me, all those go in to making you a success person. So I would say, yeah, confidence, working on yourself consistently, knowing who you are, what you stand for, where you are going, intentionally doing what you set out to do and accomplishing your goals. That sets so many people apart. And again, all of that comes right back to mindset and consistently working on yourself. 
there are a lot of women right now who seem like they have it all together, but they don't because they would portray to be one person in public. But really, when you really get to know them, they're timid, they're shy, they, they are unsure about moves. They can't make actions with certain actions without getting the okay from certain people. But when you are rooted in who you are, what you stand for, and you are standing confidently and firmly in that, you can literally accomplish anything. That, to me, is a confidence woman. Mm. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. A successful woman, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's interchangeable. (laughs) But you're right. It's not just about money. It's really showing up as that person, too. And I think a lot of times there's a separation of who you are in business and who you are in your personal life. But when we merge that together, it just attracts more of the right clientele and what we're trying to put out there. And I I love that you shared it because I do think confidence is a key component of that. We have to believe it from the inside out first. We can show something on the outside, but internally, when we have that confidence, we're going to be hesitant when we're up-leveling and doing other things at first a little bit because it's uncomfortable, maybe not hesitant, but uncomfortable because it's new. At least that's been my experience. But once we got the hang of it, we're like, okay, I'm good now. And then something else happens. (laughs) You know, it's a ripple effect. But I think overall, it's just really pouring back into who we are showing up as our confident selves, because sometimes people say, oh, fake it till you make it. But I think it's those experiences of how you continue to move forward and just hype yourself up and then have the people in your corner that are hyping you up as well. But I think it's all combining everything that you've done, you've achieved, just showing up at the end of the day of who you really want to be. I like that you said that statement because I meet a lot of people who still say that, uh, yeah, fake it until you make it. I'm like, no. Okay, so what does, instead of faking it until you make it, the person you want to become, what do they do? How do they speak to people? How do other people receive them? What kind of energy do they work with? You know, just describe that person in detail, that person you want to become. And instead of faking it, decide what is the next step or what is the first step you can take to become that person today. And every day you wake up, you just ask yourself, okay, what do I do today? What would this person do? And you just decide that you are going to become that person today. You don't have a lot of money to do that because we are talking about what's in here and what's in here. Just decide this person I want to become. Who are they? What type of friends do they have? Where do they go? How do they dress? How do they speak? Mm -hmm. Describe that person in detail. And then ask yourself, what is the first step I can take to becoming that person I want to be? Do this every day and keep working on it. And before you know it, you will be that person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's very true. You know, it just triggered a thought. Yes, that's a secret. Don't tell nobody. It's what I did. <laughs> we won't tell anyone. <laughs> you know, what came up for me, though, when you were saying that, because a few years ago, I was envisioning who I wanted to be with romantically and everything along those lines. And I wrote down all the qualities I wanted in somebody. But then I started working on myself of like achieving those qualities that I wanted. And that's just yeah. what came to mind, because I do think it's 
looking at, okay, the person you want to be, you described it so beautifully, but really looking at, okay, well, how do I do that? What are those steps and how do I take those steps? And you start with one thing at a time. You're not going to change everything overnight, but it goes back to the scheduling and taking care of like the things that need to get taken care of every day and scheduling in that time for ourselves to work on those qualities or work on those skill sets that we want to accomplish. But I've been so enjoying this conversation, Susan. Where can people find you, use your services, Women to Women Academy? We're going to link everything below, but if you could let us know too. Well, I'm just going to give people one place here that they can find me on social media because I want to make it absolutely easy. As long as you can connect with me there, you'll get everything. Perfect. <laughs> connect with me on Instagram at the woman to woman coach at the woman to woman coach on Instagram. Once you connect with me there, you're going to get everything. You're going to find out everything I'm doing. All you need to do is follow me there. <laughs> Perfect. Very easy and simple. <laughs> but Susan, I love your energy. I love what you're doing in this world. You're helping so many people. And I can't wait to see how Women to Women Academy grows and really inspires so many other people to start their businesses, work on their businesses and thrive in life. But I just truly appreciate your energy and everything you're doing in this world. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Ooh, I enjoy this. Yes, <laughs> me too. <laughs> Make sure to like, subscribe, comment below. What was the biggest takeaway from Susan today? I'm sure she would love to see that comment and we will see you on the next episode.